0: Episode 2, Can't Write It All Down, John twenty one twenty five. Do you have your munchies and your Bible? Because it's time to masticate. I love that word. I'm Max. This is Snacking on Scripture. Let's go. After reading in the Gospel of John, you'll notice that John has transcribed a variety of events about Jesus and his life. And in the very last verse in his Gospel, he writes, Now, there are also many other things that Jesus did. Were every one of them to be written, I suppose that the world itself could not contain the books that would be written. That's a rum way to end the gospel accounts, wouldn't you agree? In other words, he's basically saying, here's a sampling of what Jesus did because he did so much that I just can't put it all here. In fact, all the books in the world can't adequately house descriptions of what he did. Now, wait a minute. Let's break this down in a literal sense for just a moment. According to Google, the amount of books that have been written, and let me remind you that these are published works and not necessarily books that um, have not been published. That number is about 130 million, 130 million books. Now, if we just take an average page number for books, let's say 300, That would mean that there would be 39 billion plus pages that could have been written about Jesus and the events of his ministry, and that would not even fill up the entire world. Could there really be that many pages written about what Jesus did? I certainly don't know. I'm being very literal here for a reason, just to give some perspective about this, but I love the way that he ended his gospel account. Why? Well, I think about it this way. He evinces his all at the end of the book. He ends it in absolute, uncomprehending adoration. He acknowledges his ineffectual attempt at giving us a depiction of the life of Christ. Many scholars have thought that this is what is considered a hyperbole. That is, in an exaggerated statement, not meant to be taken literally. And the reason I put it in a literal sense, just for a second, is because I wanted to see and examine the large extent to which John here references It can be suggested that the exaggeration in and of itself is something to explicate the enormity and the grandeur of the the real thing. He scales it up large because that's the richness and the grandeur of Christ. Christ and his ministry are the only things worthy and apposite of such an illustration. Perhaps it's blown up to elevate Christ without leading to falsity. Can an exaggeration like that really be honoring to Christ? But wait a minute, didn't John just cherry-pick the events to include in the Gospels, leaving us without an appreciable amount concerning Christ and his works during his provisional residence on earth? I don't think so. What we've been given is sufficient within the book of John. He actually gave us the four Gospels harmonized for that, and even then, if they don't detail all of Jesus' life, they give us enough. John explains it earlier in chapter 20, verse 30 and 31. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book, but these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. Longtime Indiana Insane Hospital chaplain and pastor, William Hendrickson, puts a bow tie on the thought as well. He writes, Many, very many facts pertaining to the sojourn of Christ on earth have been recorded in this book. All of them serve to strengthen the faith of the Church in the deity and all-sufficiency of Jesus. But now that the book is finished, no one must begin to think that the story is complete in the sense that everything that Jesus did has been recorded. How could it ever be possible for anyone to deposit in writing the full significance of all that Jesus did, enumerating the facts one by one, and bringing out the significance of each word and deed in which his love and all the other divine virtues was so gloriously displayed? It is literally true that were one to attempt this, he would discover that the world itself could not contain the written volumes, as John says. And this for the simple reason that no finite number can ever record the deeds performed by infinite love. That's pretty good, isn't it? No finite number could ever record the deeds performed by infinite love. This is a very interesting method to, quote, all after Christ were left towards the end of the book, encouraged and left with splendor. We find that John, following John's lead, we conclude the book, Worshiping Christ, and the septeternal impact of his earthly ministry. John, after leave, living and walking with Jesus, writing a gospel, struck with awe, has a charming sense of humility in his chosen description. Imagine him uttering, There is only so much that I know about Christ, and there is only so much that I have written here. Sounds like a man whelmed deep in the love of his Savior and friend, wanting to undertake the impossible task of writing down all that God did through Christ. God has healed a plethora of people through Jesus, fed thousands, exercised demons, as well as invited others to him with a welcoming and warm heart. He died for sins to make us right with God. The greatest thing about this verse is how it evinces just the inability of John to describe what happened when Jesus walked the earth. He's deserving of that kind of all, isn't he? That's my take. Now it's your turn. What are your thoughts? Why did John end his gospel like this? And what significance does that reveal, if any? See to those answers. Until next time, I'm Max, and this has been me, Snacking on Scripture.